for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 324 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And buddy, the day has come. Six and a half years of Star Wars podcasting. Endless speculation. Hopes and dreams dashed upon, upon the rocks. Yeah, Who the fuck of- is Josh Trank? And why did he get a Star Wars movie? There was potentially going to be a uh, Boba Fett mo- movie. Sheesh, we fucking dodged that bullet. But now tonight, on the night of November 4th in the year of our Lord, 2021, we get to talk about the trailer for the book of Boba Fett. There's a Boba Fett show coming on Disney Plus in, in like basically two months. And we got a trailer for it this week. Yeah, we did. <clears throat> so, um, I'm excited. That was kick-ass, by the way. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm excited, despite being maybe harangued a little bit about not getting an, a reaction out fast enough. Mm. It was it was all with peace and love, of course. Right, right. So, that's the main thing Will and I are going to be talking about this week. We'll also be talking about... T.O.B. 1 from Star Wars Visions. And we'll be hearing from you guys, our Moisture Farmer buddies. Before we get into all that, though, of course, follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. If you really enjoy the show, uh, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast, where when you sign up, you get access to the exclusive RSS feed that houses all of the bonus podcast we've released. And since the last time you and I recorded, Will, let me tell you what has been released on the Patreon feed. A brand new episode of Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel. A episode of Podula Rasa talking about Nightmare on Elm Street with Emily Lind. An episode of Hall's Calls with Steel talking about the Boba Fett trailer. And a brand new episode of Oh No, It's Hall's Solo, sponsored by the Geek Dudes Podcast. 
Shoing. So that's four bonus podcasts in the span of a week that we've released over there. Man. <clears throat> boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom, boom. So if you're interested, um, there's other shows too. There's Cooking with Will, Jaws with me and Jesse, Blue Harvest Adventures, Masters of Harvest Cossie with our good buddy King Tom, uh, and so much more. And of course, once Boba Fett season starts up, I'll be posting uh, like sort of immediate reactions to those on the Patreon as well. So check it out, patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And a big shout out to our Patreons, your patrons. I, I fuck that up every week. Every <laughs> week I mess that up. It's Patreons and patrons. Patreon, patrons, Patreon, patrons. Thanks to our patrons. You guys are the best. Uh, so, buddy, how's your week been? It's been all right. I can't complain. Uh, just dealing with kids. I gotcha. My wife is not going to be home a lot, so she decided that you know all Halloween had to come down the day after Halloween, and all Christmas had to go up. Uh, it sounds like you're living in the Fresh household. That's our buddy Chris Fresh. He he's a big fan of putting up the Christmas decorations early too. And she, uh, we're about halfway through. Nice. And I, I guess I, sh- I should be helping more, but man, you're wrangling. Kids. I tend to uh, I tend to let her do the decorating while I chase babies. Man, yeah, we got to get by and check out that setup. You were telling me the other day; it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. She does pretty good. <clears throat> man, this year, oh man. Boy, has it gone by fast. I feel like that's every, you know, whatever. So cliche, but damn. We're almost at the end of this thing, man. Coming to an end, hopefully. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Don't have much to report myself this week, obviously. Um, The Boba Fett trailer was a big deal on Monday. So, uh, that has been taking up a lot of mental space i guess um you want to talk real quick about how you uh recently moved into a new little bit of property in the town of stardew valley in the town of stardew valley that's right that's right we got will hooked on stardew valley yeah, my buddy Hawes said it was a really good game that I should check it out, and so I did. And I, uh, as will happen with myself in a game, I got, I got pretty balls deep pretty quick. That's well, that's also an exceptional game though. Like, and it's one like, I don't know. I feel like maybe that would have been um, a little further outside of your sphere of interest had I not recommended it to you. Yeah, yeah. It's also a time sink, and I find myself big time having to set aside specific times it's not a like a pick up and doodle around for five minutes no because of the way the save system works you got to have at least a certain better have your day planned out in in the game like you better have that day planned out and what you're doing the next two days you know making moves in accordance yep yep well i'm glad you're digging it buddy because i find that game to be a goddamn delight it's pretty cool it's very chill i mean talk about an enjoyable game experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, some nights I sit down to play Halo and I'll, 
it's nothing but like you know 100% adrenaline rush the whole time or I'll get irritated and be like why do I why do I sit here and play this to piss myself off <laughs> it's very much the opposite experience when you're playing a game like that you're like ooh ah you know it's just yeah. like ooh. well that's part of the reason i mean like i like that being able to experience those different vibes in games right and i right. do like a good occasional nice chill game and stardew valley is like a number 1 for me in that so I'm glad to hear you're digging it, buddy. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, next week, of course, is going to be another big week because we have Disney Plus Day, right? That's coming up next Friday, and Will and I are actually going to do our best to record on Friday instead of Thursday because you know if if we miss Disney Plus Day and don't record to the next week, that shit's basically a week old at that point, you know. So, yeah. uh, there have been some rumors going around, though, buddy, about what is going to show up during the Disney Plus Day presentation, right? What are the rumors? So, I would say everybody should... They seem fairly reliable. Who knows anymore, though? You know what I mean? Um, but I would say, like, just keep your expectations in check in case this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um because there's always the chance that this is wrong. You know, how many times have there been rumors of like, oh, such and such trailer is coming on this day? Not just with Star Wars. Like, the, the newest Spider-Man trailer was a great example. And then it just doesn't happen, right? So just temper your expectations. And if all this stuff does happen, then it'll be fucking awesome. Uh, so, for instance, the rumor is that we're going to be... Um, shit I just had a brain fart really um, it's going to be ah an Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer trailer for Kenobi okay I saw somebody's knockoff trailer you know somebody trying to create a Kenobi trailer yeah I, re- I respect the effort put into that but it never excites me. I'm always irritated. I'm like, oh, this is some bullshit. Somebody made this. Yeah, I mean, look, I think, well, so what was it? Was it a, a trailer using, was it like a fan, full, full-on full fan creation with like... It was probably using footage? clips from Ewan McGregor in some sort of sand movie. He was in like desert garb. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah, and that, that's... That to me into Star Wars stuff. That to me is like the most annoying type of like. It almost seems purposely deceptive, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, the rumor is we'll be getting an Obi Wan trailer. We'll be getting a look at Cassian, some sort of special look. Maybe not necessarily a trailer, but Cassian will have a presence during the event. A trailer for the bad batch season two and a special look or behind the scenes look or something from mandalorian season three that's uh that's quite a bit honestly uh it's more than i expected yeah to get all that and like because it seems like they're so protective of the trailers and shit for these shows like you know, we just got the Boba Fett one. 
Um, so to get an Obi-Wan one seems super early. Not that I'm complaining. It just seems, right. you know, given the previous history, it seems super early. It does. <laughs> um, so that's uh, going to be fucking awesome. Now I'll be interested to see, are there going to be reveals for stuff in the future? Or are we just getting a look at sort of the next year slate of Disney Plus stuff? from you know lucasfilm and everybody else so that's that's a question i have is there going to be new stuff are we going to see announcements for new shows and stuff i don't know those four things alone are uh plenty exciting enough for me though it's a lot Mm -hmm. to get me excited about yeah so i'm looking forward to that i mean you're you're the star wars hype man you get excited about a lot sorry my bad no that's a good thing I don't know. That's how we keep Sometimes the, it uh, might be a good vibe thing. Going. Other times it might not be a good thing, buddy. I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. Unless you're Steve Cobra. And then you get Steve Cobra's favorite segment. Oh, Steve Cobra's favorite segment. I wonder what they've been... I haven't really been keeping track of the bring home the bounty stuff. You know what? I, I'm going off track here. We got a book of Boba Fett trailer to talk about. Um... So, one thing that I, and I assume a lot of people were assuming was going to be part of the Disney Plus Day festivities was going to be the Book of Boba Fett trailer. But no, we got it this Monday. And I saw, like, people sort of talking about it Sunday afternoon slash evening. People were like, oh, man, I think there's going to be a Book of Boba Fett trailer tomorrow. And you know me, buddy. Just those whispers on the wind started getting me excited, nervous, anxious. Um, You get the tingles. mm -hmm. But I also tried to temper myself because what if it just didn't happen? And so go to work on Monday, and sure enough, like two hours into working or whatever, my phone starts blowing up. Boba Fett trailer's out. Hey, did you see the Boba Fett trailer? Holy shit. Check it out. It's the Boba Fett trailer. Hmm. So, you know, had to sit there and watch that at work a couple times, two, three, five times real quick. And uh, it's crazy. It kind of still doesn't feel real because really? it's something I wanted for so long and it's, it's finally happening. Um, but what did you think of the trailer overall? I'm going to try and do the, sh- the screen share thing this week. We haven't tried it in a while, so maybe it'll work this time. Yeah, here's hoping. If not, then you know, no big deal. So, um, I am interested to, before we dive into that, though. What'd you think? I thought it was awesome. You know, I it makes me excited. You know, in some teasers for the premise of what it's going to be about. Clearly, Jabba taking over. I mean, clearly, Boba Fett taking over Jabba's empire. You know maybe choosing to run it differently you know you never know that's just what he said it could be what he says it could be how he plans to run it but uh just a little a little peek yeah uh definitely using fennec shand as his enforcer yeah you know how fucking lucky like what a cool character and like what a good idea to make her part of the boba fett show absolutely going back to that her first appearance in the Mandalorian season one, right? When she gets shot 
and we see someone approaching her at the end of that episode approaching what spurs yeah man and remember you remember me i was like so excited i was like that's boba fett you guys that's boba fett we had chris fresh on and i was playing sound clips and shit like that charlie day meme where he's standing in front of the big conspiracy board yep and then i kept saying like because people were bummed uh understandably that fennec shan died so quickly and i was like no she's gonna be back she even said in this interview like oh there's a future for the character or we're Excited to explore the future of the character or whatever. So it's one of these things that the minute, the minute she, those fucking boots and the sound showed up on screen, I was like, Boba Fett's back, baby. He's back. It's finally happening. I I might have to be patient. I might have to wait a little while for this to pay off, but that's what they're going for. And -hmm. then people were like, nah, that's that's Cat Bane, Halls. That's Cat Bane doing all them noises. I think I heard Cat Bane had spurs in an episode of the Clone Wars, Halls. You know what I mean? Or they were like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I think you're wrong. And I was like, no, that's, I'm not going to argue with you guys. I'm not going to argue. Okay? Themes of joy. I'm not going to argue with you guys. I know in my heart of hearts what's going on here. And we'll just let it all play out. Then last year. Right, season two of the Mandalorian comes out. Fucking the Marshall episode. Who shows oh 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 hold on. We need to go back to Hollywood Reporter being like, Oh, by the way, you guys, Tamora Morrison is returning to play Boba Fett in the second season of the Mandalorian. And then I had and then I got all excited again. I was like, Ha ha look ha ha look, I was right, right? Uh-huh. And then people had to be like, Nah man, he's coming back to play Rex man. He's not going to be Boba Fett. He's going to be Rex. And I was like, that's cool. Hey, he could be Rex one day. It works. But pretty sure he's coming back to be Boba Fett. I got two pieces of evidence here. And so then he shows up. He finally shows up. Mandalorian season two. They do the Disney Plus Investors Day thing. And they're like, we're doing an Ahsoka show. We're doing a Lando show. We're doing droid tales. Whatever the fuck happened to that. Who knows? Uh all this other stuff and they don't announce Boba Fett. And then finally they announce it at the end of the season. And here we are about to talk about the first trailer. I'm very excited. Here we are. It's going to be Rex, man. He could be Rex. I'm sure I, at this point they would be kind of silly not to cast him as Rex, especially in the Ahsoka series. I feel. Mm-hmm. that's the series that makes the most sense for Rex to show up in for me given everything that's been announced so far so <laughs> anyways uh, I like the trailer a whole lot I like that it doesn't show us too much gives you a little bit of the vibe you know um, I like that it just seems like an ex- extension of the Mandalorian series, like because all these things are going to tie in together, right? Like Mando, mm-hmm. Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic, if that ever happens. So, uh, Book of Boba Fett, so and and culminate in this big event. So, I like that it it seems like a natural ex- extension of the Mandalorian, but with Boba Fett instead. Right. Um, so, I'm quite excited. I think Tamora looks fucking cool. Clearly, he's been on his. Um, skincare routine because he's looking a little better than he did in the uh, Mandalorian 
Yeah. True that. Not as uh, ashy and, I guess, acid scarred. Yeah, I mean, that's what the fucking Sarlacc will do to a man. You know what I mean? I'm assuming so. So can you see my screen right now? Yes. Okay, let's watch this Book of Boba Fett trailer. Tell me if you want to stop at any point. Spider in a jar. Okay. Brain in a jar, I mean. Do you know who these guys are? No. Oh, it's something about monks. Yeah, the Bomar monks. I think I'm saying that right. The Bomar monks were these monk guys, right, who um, wanted to separate themselves from all their senses, all sensation, right, so they could contemplate the galaxy or some shit. So they had their brains removed, put into these nutrient-filled jars, and then inserted in these creepy fucking spider droids. I think these guys are so fucking cool. And and I hate spiders, but I think I these guys say, are cool. Cool nightmare fuel, if that's what we're talking about. Yeah, man. I mean, like, that's... I think it's neat. I think the concept that they came up for him in the EU of them being these monks and stuff are cool. I think that... Because, you know, that's what Jabba's palace was. was a monastery. Mm, for I these guys and then Jabba just moved in on the joint and he was like hey you guys can stay but I'm this is my place now yeah if you don't need a body what do you need shelter for right so uh, love that the trailer opened with these creepy fuckers or one of these creepy fuckers I am not a bounty hunter alright Will you know how sometimes people be like if you could be anything in the Star Wars universe anybody anything what would you be you know what I want to be, Will? That droid handing him his helmet? Yep, that little droid guy there who's helping Boba Fett get dressed every day. He looks like a little race droid. Like a pit droid? Yeah, he looks like a pit droid, kind of. He does kind of look like a pit droid. Um, first off, look. Because I know if I was in the Star Wars universe, I'm not going to be Boba Fett. You know what I mean? I'm not hey, going to be. man, dream big. I'm not going to be like a Jedi... I'm not even going to be like a 3PO or an R2. But what I could be is a little droid that hands Boba Fett his armor every day. And then maybe you get a peek at that Boba Fett schmeet. Oh, I bet that's what you're hoping for. Maybe it's encased in Beskar armor as well. Yikes. Anyway, love this little guy. I've heard. So, we have to assume this is Jabba's palace. Well, now, we'll just start calling it Boba's palace. This is Boba's palace now, right? Maybe. I think so. It's awful cheery in there. Well, that's what I was going to say. The vibes in Jabba's palace are a lot better than I expected them to be. But I guess we never saw, like, Jabba's master suite. No, his slug ass liked it in the basement. Well, yeah, like he, that's where he would hang out and have his parties. But it, no, you know what? At night, Jabba did sleep out in the fucking. You're right. Maybe they he just slept on the dais. Maybe they just couldn't get Jabba into this room. No, it was completely unused. But like, look at these drapes. I think this um some sort of medical bay. Well, I was gonna say my personal opinion is that this thing over to the right is some sort of like medical pod that Boba uses. Yeah. Um, yeah, in his bedroom. But otherwise, 
I love the fucking Lucasfilm logo in the Boba Fett colors. Mm-hmm. Make make that some merch, you guys. People stopping. I know that you sit on the oh throne God, of your Boba former Fett. employer. Okay. Now that sounds like Din Djarin. That's okay. Thank you, buddy. You 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 hit what I was gonna say. So they play. It sounds like Din Djarin. They play the first. Um, dialogue that they play um where he's like i hear you're a bounty hunter or or no like he's like uh, i am no bounty hunter and he says i've heard differently or whatever that's a different voice than this voice here and they play it over this image of the authorian right Mm -hmm. so i think they want you to think oh this is that authorian talking but if you listen that sounds awfully like pedro pascal I'll play oh, yeah. it again. I'll play it again one more time. I know that you sit on the throne of your former employer. I mean, it's kind of hard not to not to peg that as Pedro Pascal, right? Oh. So, once again, I think it makes a ton of sense for Din to this, show up at some point this, in the series. This city we're looking at, mm-hmm. not Moss Eisley, I don't think. Not Moss Eisley, definitely not Moss Eisley, not Moss Espa. Unless it has grown up quite a bit since the Phantom Menace. I'm um, trying to think of other cities on Tatooine that I know. Well, you, there's Anchorhead. We've heard about there's Anchorhead. Anchorhead. We've heard about Tashi Station. Right? Yep. Um, but from what I've seen, this is not my original idea. I've seen people speculating that perhaps this is Bestine. B-E-S-T-I-N-E. which Is, is that the name of a city? It's a capital city. Capital city on Tatooine. Yeah. That would be cool. That is quite a bit bigger than any settlement we've seen on Tatooine so far. It really is. And it's and down it's in, in like a like a canyon. Yeah. It's a very cool design, I think. With the giant spire right in the middle. Hey, we also need to like think that maybe this isn't even on Tatooine, you know? Possibly not even on Tatooine. Possible. How many but it times sure looks deserty? In the la- Okay, that's exactly my point, though. How many times in the last six and a half years have we seen some sand and been like, I'll be damned. That's Tatooine. And then they're like, nah, that's Jakku. You know? Or, yeah. oh, shit, look, that's Tatooine. That's Jeddah, son. Mm-hmm. So, Where was the Color Powder Festival? Um, In... Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. Pasana, Pasana, another another desert planet. There was the the planet from the second episode of the Mandalorian, where he has to go kill the or get the egg from the Mudhorn. It's mm-hmm. a desert. There's Jawas mm-hmm. and sand crawlers, and yet still not, not Tatooine. Tatooine. So we got to keep that in mind here. Jabba ruled with fear. Did you um, did you notice Din's Gamorrean guard buddies he's got with him now? Or not Din, Boba's. Mm-hmm. They're like all armored up and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure those are probably reused from that Gamorrean guard fight from the second season of Mandalorian. I'm sure. Um. So he says, uh, 
Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. They're doing a lot right here for me, buddy. They're pushing some buttons. I like them buttons. Mm, Yeah, you do. I intend to rule with respect. You were all once captains under Jabba the Hutt. Now we see like the... Some Trandosians. Right, okay. First off, this one closest to to Boba? Yeah. I think that might be Bosk. You think so? Isn't this the time for Bosk to start showing up? I mean, you could. Like, I think Who, it makes a lot of sense. What's the dog face race? These guys? I can't remember. Okay. Can't remember what they are. Okay, so I think this looks... I mean, it's hard to say because they're lizard people. But yeah. to me, this looks like Bosk in a different costume. He's not wearing the yellow jumpsuit. Like maybe this yeah. is his fancy clothes going to dinner. And well, then let's hope that he's come a long way from the spacesuit. All right the the <laughs> the Trandoshan next to him, bro. How are you gonna come to dinner with Boba Fett that stoned? Look at him. He for he looks like he's about to go forevermore, Sanchianados. <coughs> in the year 95 he's all hopped 95. up on spice what would you serve at this dinner well let's say okay you're um you're a chef at the cantina right mm-hmm. and you get word that somebody new has moved in to Jabba's palace Jabba's old palace Bib Fortuna's out of there you always hated that guy anyway Mm-hmm. And then job offer comes across your desk. Hey, do you want to come be the personal chef of Boba Fett in Boba Fett's palace? And you take the job and your first assignment, right? Is you got to make this dinner. He's about to have all the captains, the former captains under Jabba over for dinner to discuss business. What are you serving? I would, uh, I'd just see what I had. I'm sure there might be some sort of desert crustacean or, Boba says money is no option. He'll get food shipped in. Uh, we'll serve um, some crazy space potatoes. Space we'll serve that potatoes. The Romanesco uh, fruit <laughs> from The Force Awakens. Um, we'll serve the bread that bakes itself in front of you. Uh, let's see. There will definitely be blue milk and maybe even green milk. Nice. And well, you got to uh, have to steaks. There's some booze on this table, too. Yeah. <clears throat> Bantha steaks. I'm here to make a proposal that's mutually beneficial. Why speak of. You. Sand people. Or at least a crew that looks like sand people. You ready for my, you ready for theory time? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So I think the sand people, this is a flashback. And I think this is either them helping Boba Fett get out of the Sarlacc or um, rescuing, rescuing him after he's escaped from the Sarlacc. If Boba Fett has an alliance with the Sand People, that's a whole faction on Tatooine that he can use as an army 
Like if it really comes down to it. Right. But remember when Boba Fett first shows up in the second season of The Mandalorian, he's wearing that black robe and he's gaffy got stick. a gaffy stick. And it's hard to tell because of the way this is lit and it's in the middle of a sandstorm. But these guys look like they're wearing darker than normal Tuscan Raider robes to me. Mm. Like they might even be black Tuscan Raider robes. So I don't know, man. Now, I want to throw in a little extra spice for you, right? Did you know in Return of the Jedi, there's a pretty famous deleted sequence post the sail barge where they get caught up in a sandstorm going back to the Millennium Falcon? Like, there's a scene of Luke, Leia, Han, so on and so forth, all in a sandstorm while they're de- right before they depart Tatooine and go their separate ra- ways. Oh, wow. Um, so... I think they, I don't think they're going to use that footage, but what I think they're doing is making the event of that <coughs> sandstorm that close to the sail barge stuff a thing again. Mm-hmm. I think this is the same sandstorm from that scene. Not that we'll see that scene. Am I over explaining this? Do you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, yeah. So I think Boba gets out of the, the Sarlacc and he's in the middle of a sandstorm and maybe gets that you know fucks them up even more and these guys show up yeah conflict when cooperation can make us all rich what prevents us all from killing you oh not a good move on this guy's part i don't think no i don't know and taking what we want If he had spoken such insolence to Jabba, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Please, speak freely. Boy, boy, boy. Seeing that Maori tribal face when he beheads that dude is sick. Oh, uh, his angry face? Yeah. Yeah. Some I ain't wanting to mess with that guy one bit right there. That guy's coming at me all angry. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, hula my way right out of there. So, yeah, it seems like, at least on the surface, the intro to this story is going to be sort of Boba Fett trying to unite the underworld it, it, to a certain degree, right? Mm-hmm. incorporate them all like he says like why why worry about conflict when corporation when we can have a corporation or whatever yeah cooperation make us rich yeah so i think that's gonna be how it starts but i you know as things in star wars go i think it'll probably branch out to be a bigger story than even because that. what's his name um oh Goodness, the character that, uh, the villain that was played, the warlord that was played by, oh my goodness, his name is drawing blank on me. The warlord. In the first season of Mandalorian. Uh, Moff Gideon? No, no, not Moff Gideon. In the beginning, Werner Herzog. Oh, the client. That's what he's officially known as, the client. 
Well, he seemed like uh, there would be a power vacuum, at least for his spot as well, on Tatooine. Well, remember, he's not on Tatooine. He's on Navarro. That's right, Navarro. That's right. That's and right. Uh, Grief Karga moves in and basically Feels becomes like comes like the sheriff of the town. For after some that. reason, I thought they were on Tatooine that time. But you know, I, you're right. Maybe it's because there's so many deserty places in Star Wars. <laughs> maybe, maybe and, yeah, you know, the deserty Navarro is isn't exactly a desert. It's like um, a volcanic planet, right? Because there's the lava, and then you got like right. the the black volcanic rock everywhere. But right. close enough, <laughs> close enough. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited. I I'm looking forward to see because you know going into the Mandalorian, right? We kind of just like oh, it's a it's a Mandalorian bounty hunter. And like, oh, well, if you're doing a, a show about a man, Mandalorian bounty hunter, why not just make it Boba Fett, you know? And then, uh, but otherwise we didn't know a whole lot about the story as far as what he'd be up to. And that story right. obviously opened up quite a bit, like at the end of the very first episode when they introduce us to little Grogu. That opens the scope of the story huge, like in a big way, in a big old way. So <clears throat> you have to imagine that Boba Fett's going to be similar. Um, I I like that it doesn't show us a whole whole lot in the trailer, in the book of Boba Fett trailer, because right. that makes me feel like they've got some cool shit up their sleeve. More to be surprised by mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what else? Is there anything else that jumped out to you, buddy? Not to me. I mean, we've pretty much gone by it frame by frame. Yeah. I'm just real excited. Me too. I'm hoping by the time, uh, it comes out, it'll feel a little more real because it's still not really hitting me in a weird way. Really? Yeah, man, it's it's weird. Had a lot going on though, quite preoccupied, so that obviously doesn't help it, but um we'll see. We'll see, buddy. We will see. It's going to be awesome though. I don't know what you're worried about. Oh, I'm so there is a bit of me that is worried. Like, okay, I'll be honest with you. After everybody seems real cool with Boba Fett now, but I remember not that long ago, honestly, like not even maybe a year ago, when it was still the kind of the cool thing to shit on Boba Fett, right? Mm-hmm. So it's been nice. Like they did exactly what they needed to do with the character in the second season of Mandalorian to get people on the Boba Fett train. I was like, fucking perfect, master strip, well done, guys. And it's been nice, but I am worried that like, like what if this is the one bad Star Wars Disney plot? Like, because I really like the Mandalorian. And, no, you know, no, 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 can't happen. But well, and then can't. like Kenobi and and Andor coming out, and those like what if those are really good? But the one real stinker is Boba Fett, and it's like universally agreed that it's Boba Fett. I'm a little nervous little nervous i don't think it will be but i am a little nervous about it i don't think it will be i think there's no way in hell. <laughs> we'll see buddy 
<laughs> we will. We'll see. So, um, what, uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, we can talk about the TOB1 episode. That is an excellent idea. We'll talk about TOB1, which is the sixth, right? Mm, I've lost count. I believe it is. Yes, it's the sixth of the Star Wars Vision shorts. Uh, this one comes to us by way of a, a studio by the name of Science Saru. And it is the one that is basically like um, sort of the Star Wars take on Astro Boy, right? It's the the little droid who wants to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say this. I've really enjoyed the special features for each of these episodes because, you know, I watched them right before we record and then I rewatched the episode. Um, this one felt kind of lacking to me, though the special feature for this episode. Yeah, it didn't give me as much as I wanted to about it. Right? It seemed uh, like, information about the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, it seems like the other ones were so well done and stuff that I was a little disappointed with one. Now, granted, this is one of the studios that has two shorts. They also do the last short in Star Wars Visions. So maybe that one is a little more in depth and stuff. But, um, yeah, I was a little let down by the special feature for this particular short. I agree. <clears throat> um, interestingly enough, I started doing some research into the studio just to see what else they had done, right? And they mm-hmm. have, um, they did Devilman Crybaby on Netflix. Yeah. Have you seen that? I have watched a few minutes of it. Talk about radically different in tone than TOB one. Yeah. That's uh that's quite the the turnaround. I was real surprised to see that it was um it was uh this studio that was behind that. The um the one about the thing about this one is it's got the heart. Yeah. You know a lot of other a lot of the other pieces in this presentation n- nail the ancient samurai feel nail the mm-hmm. anime feel this nails the anime feel but it also really nails the star wars heart it the does the heart of star wars you know a, a certain like a very specific part of the star wars heart you know what i mean because right I feel like the village bride also sort of nails the heart of Star Wars in a lot of ways, yeah, um, and things like that. And but this one, you're one hundred percent right that it like this one does a real job, good job of getting that across. Um, one thing that I like, I don't know how on the fir- so I, you know I watched it a couple of times, then we recorded, and then I recorded with Sal and Liz over on the Rogue Rebels podcast, and right. they had to point out to me that T.O.B.1's master doesn't have arms. He does have arms. He doesn't use them. He has, or it's just made to look like he doesn't. I mean, maybe he doesn't, but, I mean, he, when he's in spirit form, he uses his hands to knight him with a lightsaber. Right. 
but I think that's because the spirit form of him is like made whole. He lost his arms at some point, right? Entirely Be- possible. Well, but he absolutely does use. I mean, the chair, you know, functions as hands for him. Yeah. Little robot arms come out. And when he's... uh, When he uses the force to do all that stuff right before he dies, he doesn't use hands or anything? He doesn't use his hands. And then, I don't know if it's a difference in dialogue, because it's been a few weeks since I've watched this one, and I watched it in Japanese this time, so you obviously... I'm paying super close attention to the dialogue because I'm reading subtitles. When the... Inquisitor shows off to face off against TOB1. He even says, like, were you an apprentice to that armless Jedi who lived here before? Or something like that. In the subtitles, he refers to that guy as, as armless. Interesting. Yeah, interesting that, it, like, I don't know how I didn't pick up on it watching it the first two times. And now watching it this time, <clears throat> since Sal and Liz pointed that out to me. I was paying extra close attention to it. And I was like, I'll be damned. He does not have arms. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but, also, um, the extra made it seem like the TOB one, like he was Toby before he was a robot. And saying that like when he uses his name Toby, his memory comes back to him. Now, it's not originally presented that way it's in not. the film to me. It's not to me I either. I don't necessarily like that interpretation. I more enjoy the idea that, you know, this guy created, just kept creating droids until they got smarter and more sentient, you know, and then just let this one be, you know. Yeah, I don't... Some of the presentation of this episode is a little like obtuse in in moments. It seems purposefully so. It does. It does for sure. But there's like, you know, the moment when he finds the Kyber crystal, like watching that once again, the first couple of times, you're like, where the fuck does that come from? And then somebody had to point it out. Might've been Sal and Liz again. It might've been you or Steve. When we recorded. I told you last time yeah. that I thought it came from inside him. And that's exactly what it is, right? But it's presented in a way that's not super clear about that, at least not to me. Right. Um, I'm a dummy. We've established yeah. that. But Again, another part of that fantastical anime style is kind of accepting the suspension of disbelief for certain things. Right. Right. I didn't know if that shit just appeared to him or what. Here, I have a question for you, okay? So, T.O.B. 1 and his master live on this planet. This barren planet that they're trying to bring life back to. Um, His master's made a lot of other droids. It's, you know, that's like his deal. He makes droids. He does science experiments. He looks like Santa a little bit. Then T.O.B. 1 accidentally, well, not accidentally, he purposely sends out that signal from the ship and alerts the Empire, and they send, uh, that Inquisitor comes after him, right? Right. Then he locks up T.O.B. 1 and tells him, like, hey, whatever you do, don't come out, um, and all that stuff. And then T.O.B. comes out some indeterminate time later. It seems like quite a while. Um. And all the other droids are destroyed. The lab is all blown to shit. And his master is dead. 
and has been buried under a pile of rocks. Right. Who the fuck buried his master? Because the I guarantee you the Inquisitor did not do that. I mean, if he didn't do it himself, the Inquisitor is the only other option I have. Why? What, what have we ever seen in Star Wars that would lead for a, a Sith Inquisitor or an Imperial Inquisitor to be like, all right, I killed this Jedi, but I, I should set him up at least a nice grave. Well, we do know that some of the Inquisitors were once Jedi. Yeah, even still. Well, this one particularly doesn't even really seem like the kind of guy to uh, do a nice funeral service for a Jedi that he killed. Uh, this guy is um, pretty much just like, you know, the pure rage evil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that didn't strike me until uh, watching this. It was like, who the fuck set up that grave <clears throat> for little Toby's master? Well, the other thing that I didn't understand was when he sealed the tomb, the the CO3 robot was on the outside. And then on the next scene, that little robot's on the inside of the tomb with TOB1. <coughs> oh, really? So technically, it's possible that little robot did it. I guess so. Did he go in there and help Toby unseal? Is that what? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's some... Again. There's some moments of this that are a little, I don't know if hard to follow is the right word, but are a little... Abstract. Yeah, presented in a little more of an abstract way than some of the other stuff. But uh, I enjoy this one. It's not my favorite, I'll be honest, but I do enjoy it. Uh, It's probably towards the bottom for me. Uh, I think my favorite part, you know, would definitely be the fight between T.O.B. 1 and... Um, the Inquisitor. I like when the little droid hops on his back and, do, and turns him in, turns him from Mega Man to Mega Man X. Yeah, I like the fact that he finished his master's work and brought life to I like that, that planet too. and intended to bring it to the rest of the galaxy. I think this is another case of where I really like the story. You know, from point A to point B, but the presentation is lacking a little bit to me. It's a little stark. Way. And sparse, you know, those are thematic choices, but yeah, it's not even that. Like I said, it's, it's the abstract way. Some of the, how they convey some of the information, you know, right. That I feel like could have been given to us a little more clearly. It's just my feeling at least. (laughs) So, um, what's the one. So what do we have left? We have, uh, the The duel, Lapinacho and Akakiri. The last yes. one. Uh, Akakiri is the other short that was done by the same studio. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, you want to jump into some voicemails and some emails? I do. Let's do that. Kia G! Kia G! Kia G! Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box Kitty Cockhead Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead He's a big Surian stud He loves to split chicks with his pud Kitty Cockhead To stroke his cone and suck on his balls Kitty Cockhead What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge but he'll be pumping spooge to 
be featured on the show send us your voicemails or your emails to blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com and you could be like our buddy king tom here the king of all toms tom chansky hey there Haas and will so yeah the book of boba trailer i imagine you guys are talking about it or talking about it again for the third time thanks chris fresh uh the, th- the you know the trailer was great really looking forward to it i've seen some people say uh, well first of all that big like city the sunken city i'm i'm hoping that is on a planet other than tatooine um just stupid reasons like maul saying tat tatooine is sparsely populated in the phantom menace uh but anyway there's that like other town they go to where there's that weird building and some people have said that you know maybe that's best team or best time if you're Bigs in the A New Hope deleted scenes. Um, and that's a place that I really, yeah, there's there's a part of me that really wants to see it because I remember from like reading early Star Wars stuff, um, Bestine or Bestine was a place that was mentioned. And I think in Legends, it was both a city on Tatooine and it was a whole different planet or star system. And I, I don't know, I'm really looking forward to, to, to finally seeing it. So that, that, got me wondering you know are there any places that that we've heard of in in print or comics or even video games that that you would like to see them visit um on screen in one of these upcoming live action things i really hope you know for example we'll see alderaan again we got a little bit of it in revenge of the sith but i'd like more um also the the corporate sector from some of the older eu stuff it's been mentioned here and there in, in the new canon too um, and I just would like more planets like Coruscant, big city type planets. Those are me uh, or my answers. But you know, are there are there places you guys that we've heard about in other media but haven't seen li- live action that you'd like to go? Anyway, thanks for the great podcast, and I'll talk to you guys later. Ooh, I like this question. Can you think of any? Will you go first? Um... So, King Tom took a big one when he said Alderaan. I would love right. to see more of Alderaan. Um, that little peak that you get at the end of Revenge of the Sith just isn't enough. It looks really cool. So right. that would be cool to see. Obviously, you know, we're not going get to get that anything um, post-original trilogy or post-A New Hope. But maybe we could get that in the Andor series. Maybe Cassian has to go to... Uh, all around to meet with old Bail Organa at same some point, right? Is there anything doing on Dantooine? Dantooine was going to be an answer of mine. I, who knows what's doing? It's up in the air. If there's something that needs doing, let's do it. You know? Mm, yeah. I would love that. I think that would be really cool. Um, it's like one of those things where we always heard about Corellia, right? Right. Never saw it. It was in video games and stuff. And then the only time I think I've ever seen it is in uh, on Solo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Corellian shipyard. Yeah, and then we it's finally great get it. And gross. We finally get it in Solo, which was cool. <laughs> so that would. Um, I want to know what's going on on Dantooine for sure. What's doing? Uh, 
and then there's other stuff that we might have seen like in animation that I think would be cool to see in live action. And I know that's not exactly what King Tom was talking about, but for instance, um, Moraband, the Sith homeworld yeah. fucking place yeah. would be cool to see. Coraman? Well, that's what it was called in the old oh, EU the stuff. Old... And then when they brought it into, I think it was, was it Clone Wars where we got to see it? Uncle George changed the, uh, the name. Of okay, it. and there was a Jedi original homeworld. I want is like it started Tython? with Oh, Ty- well, there's Osus, 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 yeah, and Tython, Osus and Tython. Well, okay, so Tython, by the way, that's where, um, that's where, isn't that where, fucking uh, Din takes little Grogu and puts him on the thing. And he's like, hey, talk, make a phone call to your Jedi buddies. I didn't know that that was Tython, but it would make sense. I think it is. Um, let me look that up. I think that was supposed to be Tython. Talk about a force amplifier. Yeah. And then Boba Fett showed up. Yeah. That's a good time right there. Tython. Canon. Thank you, Wikipedia. I'm looking it up. Yep. Yep, that's where, that's where Den took Lil Grogu. So we've gotten Tython. Osus would be cool too. That seems like, like the um, purview of maybe the Taika Waititi Star Wars movies, if those really are like ancient Star Wars, right? A revisit to Octu would be cool. I, <laughs> yeah, I know we've already seen that in live action, but I would like to see it again. Like that's already a planet I want to know more about what's doing on Octu. Um, what the caretakers and those pirates, you know, more about that. Yeah, and just the Jedi history that's going on. I want to see Jedha, but in its prime. Before it was destroyed by the Death Star? Yeah, but like, in even before that, like when that giant Jedi statue that's fallen into the sand, when that's still standing. I want to see what Jedha looks like then. Yeah. <sighs> I think that would be really cool. I'd also like to see uh, Dothamir yeah. in live action. That would be cool. There's some of the planets in Jedi Fallen Order that would be cool to see in real world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zepho, sure. maybe? I think was his name. I think you might be right. It's been a little while since I played that game. I'm actually planning on replaying it at some point leading into... Um, the second one coming out, whenever that is. I think it'll be next year. <laughs> Did I tell you? I don't know why this just popped in my head. Did I tell you that uh, we we saw the home of Superman last weekend, me and Jesse? Did I tell you, you about did. this? You did, Metropolis, yeah. Indiana. I don't know why this popped. I think it's because I'm looking at my icons on my desktop, on my laptop. Um, and there's a picture uh, that I took while we were there yeah jesse and i went on a little road trip like a quick overnight road trip just to get away for a little while last weekend and uh one of the the stop-offs we made on it was metropolis illinois the home of superman and buddy yeah it's like a it's like a superman themed town that's crazy 
They Can you this... imagine being from that city? You'd I'm be from so Metropolis. Oh, bro, for real. Oh, fuck. Like, in front of the courthouse, there's a giant... Um, uh, Superman statue. Yeah, looks giant good. Superman statue. There's like a looks Superman really museum across the street. We had. Is the, do you think there's a Gotham, Illinois, that took up the Batman shtick? I don't know. That'd be interesting to find out. But yeah, as soon as you drive into town, there's a billboard that says like Metropolis, Illinois, the home of Superman. I'll mm. be damned. This don't look like Metropolis from any of the movies I'm in. I've I've seen them in. <coughs> All right. Next up, we have a voicemail from Neil. Why speak of conflict when corporation can make us so rich? Oh man, that line rang out like a shot in the dark from Boba. Um, what's up, Pause and Will? Uh, definitely a good, good day to be a Star Wars fan. Uh, sending the, this to you on Monday right after the trailer dropped. Um, that really looks freaking amazing. Um, looks like Boba's definitely gathering up all the bounty hunters and trying to have maybe form the Bounty Hunters League again or something crazy. Maybe, uh, you know, some kind of combined criminal empire. You know, I'm not really, not really too sure what's going to happen, but man, it looks sweet. Um, but I, I did have a second part of my voicemail, um, that I wanted to talk to you about, and this is just a question. I don't know if you've ever gotten this before, but I was rewatching, uh, Empire Strikes Back the other day. So I was working and, you know, there's the part where Luke is with Yoda and he sees the cave, you know, that has the dark side taint and Yoda tells what? Luke, you know, you know, you won't need your weapons basically in more or less words. And he defies what Yoda says and brings him with anyway and has the, you know, lightsaber fight with Vision, Vader, or whatever you want to call that. Um, my question to you is, if he hadn't taken his weapons, do you think that event would have happened any differently? Do you think that would have gone ahead and directed Luke's actions throughout the rest of that movie and throughout the rest of Star Wars time, his Star Wars timeline differently? Right. Um, would he actually have been powerful enough to stop both the Vader, both Vader and the Emperor, and return the Jedi had he stayed, you know, with Yoda? Had, would the vision have been different and you know made him a completely different character? I don't know, but I wanted to hear what your guys' take was on it. Maybe you have a different theory than my own. But in any case, uh, thanks for the great podcast and have a great day, man, bro. No, I don't think it would have been any different if he hadn't taken his weapons. So the I'll vision say this. Vader may not have pulled out his lightsaber, but he would have still yeah. been confronted by a vision of Vader that was himself underneath. Yeah, I think that's too important. Like, yeah, I think it would have essentially been the same. Um, first off, I got mega distracted the minute he said "dark side taint." I know. I saw your. I saw your attention waver. Can you see me right now? Are you looking up taints? Oh, well, you said you saw my attention waver, and then I got all paranoid that my camera was on. <laughs> you can see me. You can see me. Um, man, if I wasn't going to name this episode like, you know, the Book of Boba Fett trailer, I would, it would be Dark Side Taint. It would be Dark Side Taint. 
We can reissue a dark side taint. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we can circle back around and explore the dark side taint a little more. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta give it its due diligence. You really do. You really gotta get in there and examine the usage of dark side taint as a as a title. And just really get in there. Scrub it up. Um mm. anyways, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think I don't I think essentially it would have been the same. I think you would have seen essentially the same vision in some way. Um I think Luke's lack of acceptance of that until the end of Return of the Jedi uh really is where his power comes from. You know, if Luke had accepted that earlier, maybe he could have beat the Emperor and Darth Vader as well. Well, so you know? the thing is is like I don't think I don't think it would have turned out well if Luke had stayed when I didn't mean stay. I meant like learn the lesson. Right. No, I I know, but Neil moment in Return of the Jedi. Neil asked if Luke had stayed on Dagobah, do I do we think he would oh, have been, I, right? I, I, and I don't think he like I don't think things would have turned out well for Luke cuz the way I've always viewed that scene is like Yoda and Obi-Wan are wrong in that moment. Luke should go help his friends. Is he ready to face Vader? No, and he does pay the consequences for that. But it's like Luke's doing what the Force wants him to do or whatever. Right. Like, I think he's following that, his heart and he's listening to the Force. I think he's do. I think the Jedi thing to do is to go help your friends. Yeah. And yeah, I think Han and Leia and. Chewie and C-3PO and R2-D2 and everybody, well, R2's with Luke, but I think they are, like, equally important to Luke's story and Luke being able to overcome Absolutely, they Vader are. The, and the teamwork. Do- yeah. The force works through the team. Right, so, and like... He does through in all the movies. I think in he that did moment, the ex- exact thing he was supposed to do. Yoda and Obi-Wan are scared he won't survive the confrontation with Vader. He almost doesn't, but he gets away. Yeah, and With it like help from his friends. You got to be honest. It's kind of cold as shit for like Luke's taking off in his X-wing, and Obi Wan is like, "That's it for that one." That boy's our only hope. I sure hope he comes back. And Yoda essentially says, "Eh, we got Still one got in reserve. Backup. We got a backup. I got a backup." So, but that backup is currently in trouble. Luke's going to save that backup. Yeah. Boy, howdy. But yeah, I think exactly what was supposed to happen for Luke happened. I don't think it would have been good for Luke to stay on Dagobah and continue training. Like, what What do we know? Like, if something happens to Han and Leia and everybody, how do you know that wouldn't push Luke more to the dark side and make it easier for him to be corrupted by he Vader? He didn't understand he didn't understand that Vader was his father or that he came from Vader. Right. He he had this premonition before he could really put he's just confused as shit about what that meant. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, you ready for this next one? This one's from Jake. Yes. What is up, Haas and Will? I've got no uh shoe discussion this week for uh Lucky you. You know. <laughs> because uh the force has illumined upon us a great and beautiful thing on this day. And that was 
The trailer drop for Is this dude a bard? Boba Fett and hot butter biscuits. Does it look tasty? I did notice while watching the trailer, Tamora Morrison, aka Boba Fett, that he definitely doesn't have as much scarring on his face as he did in The Mandalorian. And I know the most likely explanation is that he didn't want to have to sit in a makeup chair for hours upon hours every day while filming a TV show. That would be time-consuming. So, I like to think, and see what you guys think, if he is regularly applying Bacta onto his face to help with the scarring that he suffered at the hands of the Zarlacc. And uh, I also have to say that, boy, does he just seem cool, calm, collective, doing gangster shit. Like, I bet betcha he found some, you know, a big old stash in Jabba's palace of some good herb. You know, him <laughs> and Fennec probably having a good time in the bedroom. Boba Fett is living it up. Tamora Morrison looks like he's having a blast making the show. And it is going to be awesome. So uh, I'll check you guys later. And thanks as always for the terrific show. So he's got a follow-up voicemail. Okay. Just a follow-up to my last email. I meant to say shoe discussion, but I was sounding like Haas trying to order a McRib at the McDonald's. <laughs> I was just so damn excited. <laughs> Book of Boba Fett, baby. Woo! So we kind of talked about Boba's Boba's look and whether he's been getting any medical attention. I think that we thing did in talk that, about that I think maybe he okay. If you want me to tell you how I think that scene plays out is like I think Boba uses whatever that pod that was next to him and then yeah. he gets out and is putting his armor back on in that scene. Yeah. So I think he's you know I do he just think got they're done doing using it. It is completely possible it's a back to pod, you yeah. know. Now, Entirely possible. far as breaking into Jabba's stash, I think it's entirely possible. Because remember, Jabba smoked a hookah. Yeah. Is it's that like, how you ingest spice? Well, I don't know that it's... I don't... I think... Maybe it's not spice. I think spice comes in many different ways. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. spice is an overall term that encompasses a bunch of different substances but i'll tell you this i still think bib fortuna is the star wars equivalent of a meth head so i don't nice. know i think there might have been something a little harder than herb in uh, jabba's hookah it makes sense jabba was a big boy to be on meth though he must have been sprinkling that shit on cheeseburgers yeah he was counteracting it with the frogs, psychedelic frogs. He'd be eating a lot of frogs. <laughs> the The chef at Jabba's Palace was like, "How many shipments of frogs am I going to have to accept this week?" You He's guys, eating okay. psychedelic frogs like it's nothing. He can't even see me. I like the idea that it's not a, just a food source. He's also like licking a toad. Is that what you're implying? Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever known anybody, honestly, who's like, "No, I licked I a toad have. and I and I tripped my balls off, dude." I never have. I have not either, and like, I don't know how I would react if, like, I was hanging out with somebody and they were like, "You want to lick a toad?" 
Yeah, I, I get that it could be psychedelic, but I also think it could be poisonous. I'd be like, what? Well, isn't that kind of? I think that's sort of. I'm pretty sure it's like a point, neurotoxin, right? As you lick the toad, and it's a poison that your body reacts to. Yeah. And the poor toad. What's the poor toad thinking the whole time? This big Get fucking. Me, bro. It's like getting captured by one of the sentinels in X Men, and then it licks you. All right. Uh, next up, we got a voicemail from Josh. Hello there, Haas and Will. This is Josh. Um, I recently saw uh, the movie Dune uh, just a couple days after it first came out, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I tried to see it a second time um, and take my oldest kid, but the 3D did not agree with the kid's stomach. Oh. Um, luckily, um, luckily, the kid made it to the bathroom um, in time, uh, but um, not a great scene, so we had to leave early. Anyway... Um, I just uh, wanted to ask you guys if you had seen the movie, uh, what you guys had thought of it, um, um, how you think it stacks up to um, uh, the films of the sequel trilogy, um, um, or any of the other Star Wars movies. And I also had a thought. Um, I think the producers of um, uh, the new Dune uh, and the director... Uh, really did something very wise um, in splitting the movie into two, at least two, uh, parts. Instead of trying to stuff the whole story into one film like David Lynch did back in the 80s with uh, not great results. Um, so what do you guys think? Do you think the rise of Skywalker could have benefited from being broken yes. up into two parts? Kind of have a rise of Skywalker part one and part two. Um, kind of like Dune or like, what was that, Harry Potter, uh, Deathly Hallows, I think was the one they did that with. Um, so what do you think about that? Um, anyway, I hope you guys are staying healthy, uh, feeling Oof. good, keeping it clean, and Oof. may the force be with you. About the only one of those I can agree to is keeping it clean, because you know I'd be keeping that shit clean. Staying healthy, feeling good, working on it. Not quite there yet, buddy. Um, that, the can of Ajax next to the bathtub is not for the toilet. It is not. It's for that sparkly tile dick. Mm. <laughs> Got that sparkly tile dick. Okay, so I am going to admit right now that I haven't seen Dune yet. I really want to. I need to. We were out of town last weekend. Um, like I said, we left Saturday morning, came back Sunday. So I didn't get get to watch it next weekend uh, or last weekend. I'm planning on trying to watch it this weekend. So I can definitely circle back around to this question for Josh. Um, it's just unfortunately I haven't seen it yet. I want to. I love, I love, love Blade Runner 2049. And it's the I, same uh, director. I'll be interested to see how combat works because one of the interesting things about Dune is that there are personal shields, and you basic to get through the personal shield, you basically have to go slow to get through the shield in order to make your oh, your really? blow land. Yeah. I, okay, it's, so it's, I'm here to make another like another confession here. I've never read Dune. Like I've never read any of the Dune books. I tried have in you high seen school. Dune? I tried in high school to watch the or to read. The first one, and it kind of bounced off me. And then yeah. as a kid, much younger than high school, my dad tried to make me watch the Dune movie, and, buddy, it did not work for me <laughs> as a kid. I was like, 
why it's is not, staying in this stuff yeah you know what i mean and yeah. i i remember as a kid fucking around with one of the dune video games on my dad's computer and yeah. it was like um like a art like a real-time strategy type game like where you uh raise resource like you gather resources and shit build bases i think that's what kind of game it was obviously even that kind of bounced off me i even tried to watch like do you remember when the sci-fi channel did like uh some dune made for tv movies oh yeah like in the late 90s early 2000s i tried to watch those and they kind of bounced off me too man so i don't know maybe dune pervious i may be dune pervious who knows maybe i'll watch this and then all of a sudden try the original dune um movie uh again as an adult because you gotta be an adult i'm gonna watch the new one first right and then maybe i'll watch the david lynch dune movie because that covers about twice of what this first dune movie does this new one does attempts to though like like he said i and i don't know that this is the common feeling about that original dune movie but I get the feeling that it's not exactly well regarded by a lot of people. Specifically, no. like, Dune fans. Fans of the book Dune. Or the books. Well, you say fans of the book. They get progressively crazier. Like, how many... Ba- some, are you like a massive... sex magic. Are you like a massive Dune fan that I'm not aware of? No, I mean, I, I mean, I... I I've watched Dune, you know, my dad, you know, it was one of the most 80s movies that my dad introduced me to sci-fi and like, I guess I just picked up on it a little more than you did. Well, right. But do you know about stuff later in the books and shit? Like, yeah, I, uh, I looked up, you know, what, what happens to, to Paul Atreides and, and his kids and that shit. I'll be damned. Well, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm not against giving it a fair shot it's just been one of those things that never gripped me you know like it was never as as many times as i tried it it just never ended up being my thing and maybe this will be the thing that gets me into it who knows like i'll be showing up next week talking about you all watch dune and i'll listen to the audio book of the first two books and halfway through the third who knows like because you know me all it takes is that little spark for me to get fucking obsessed with something and that and that obsession could last a lifetime like last a week yeah like star wars or it could be very fleeting but when it is fleeting it is intense and that intensity includes like reading all kinds of shit about it uh diving in hardcore looking up you know with me specifically that it's a um it's a current obsession if I've started to look up merchandise for whatever it is. Holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm way into an an like, I know I'm way into an anime if I'm like, hmm, I wonder if they make Demon Slayer figures. I wonder goodness. what those look like. Be looking. I'm sure they do. Oh, boy, do they. Oh, boy, do they. <laughs> so, yeah, I um, unfortunately can't really dive too much into Josh's question because I haven't seen it yet. I'm planning on it. Uh, I do think Rise of Skywalker would have benefited from being more than one movie. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Rise of Skywalker would have benefited by being like 20 minutes longer, much less a whole nother movie. That was a right. lot of stuff trying to pack it into like right at two hours. Boy, wasn't it? So, all right, buddy. I think that does it for us. I'm going to double check our email just to make sure nothing has come through. It looks like we're good. And, uh, yeah, next week we'll be talking about Disney Plus Day. So probably some exciting shit then. And uh, it'll be a good time. Hey, if you haven't already, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Uh, helps other people find the podcast. If you enjoy our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. And you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at Stoned Cobra. Dot com. Then uh, you should also check out the High Potion Podcast with me and our buddy Steve talking about video games. It's a good time. Uh, and I think that's it. Can't think of anything that I forgot. Patreon. Patrons. Patreon. Patrons. Patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. They're the best. Thanks for recording with me, buddy. Oh, dude. Thanks for having me on. Sorry, I was all over the place this week. Hey, that's how it goes. That's the best ones. Uh, We'll leave that up to the listeners. Anyways, we'll talk to you guys next week. This has been Blue Harvest. I'm Hollis Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.